Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the French Rugby Podcast with me, Tim Groves, ex-Scotland international and adopted Frenchman, Johnny BT, and with Cast making it through to the top 14 final to face Montpellier this weekend, we're going to be joined by the biggest Cast legend we could find. Second biggest, sorry, Johnny, after you. You don't have to excuse this guy is as big as they get. There's about a million ahead of me in the pecking order. Do not worry. <laughs> we'll have a bit of a chat about the semifinals first, though, and you were pitch side in Nice, Johnny, sweltering away, guessing it was a good weekend. <laughs> Mate, it was hot, weather-wise and rugby-wise. It was very, very hot. Yes, I was absolutely pissing <laughs> pitch side <laughs> and then up um, to the gantry to do commentary, which is an amazing experience. Um, but I had an unbelievable weekend. Man. Like it's, Nice was stunning. I'd never been before. And the matches were obviously gripping, but it's everything that goes with it. So catching up with mates, Matthew Babio, Rory Corker, caught up with our guest as well, who's coming on shortly. Just buzzing for them all. You could see how much it meant to them uh, and now how much they believe in themselves for next week. So that was Friday night. That was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, then Saturday was you wake up, you go for a, a dip in the Mediterranean, lunch at the beach, catch up with a few other mates. Um, and then my other old side dumped out Bordeaux. So both of my old clubs are going to be in the final on Friday, which is very, very special. The only hitch was getting back to the Southwest. So Nice was 30 to 35. Southwest, where I am near Biarritz Airport, was 40 degrees over the weekend, which was absolutely brutal. And for Father's Day, First flight from Nice to Paris got delayed, missed the connection. Uh, so ended up spending something like 10 hours with Dimitri Yashvili on Father's Day. We spent it together, which was really random, but luckily we had somebody to to pass it with. So another another legend of the game and a really good bloke. So mate, all in all, it was an absolutely huge weekend. One more to go. And a note at this point as well, already next year, it's in San Sebastian. So they've announced the semifinals next season in San Sebastian, which is 35 minutes from my place. So if you want a big weekend away with mates, be it a stag do, a decent weekend of rugby in the sunshine, get booking flights now. They're nine euros from Dublin. They're nine euros from Stansted. Get over from the UK or wherever you are and get signed up because it was like, it was so well done. Like the LNR had put up, um, they put on massive parties down at the beach after all the games. There was the bodyguard. It was almost like carnival atmosphere at the game that everyone dripped down to the beach. It was an amazing weekend. So get booking. That's all I'm saying. This time next year, get to San Sebastian. And you're putting your house up on Airbnb for that weekend, are you? Oh, mates rates. Obviously everyone can come, but you know, it'll be mates rates. Apart from Benji. Benji's minted. He can pay the full fare. Everyone else, everyone else gets it cheap. And Jen was buying this excuse, was she, for Father's Day, that your flight got delayed while you were having beers with Dimitri Ashvili? Oh, there were no beers, mate. The thing, like, we stupidly, we could have got a flight back from Nice direct at seven o'clock at night, but we're like, no, we'll do the good thing. We'll get back and we won't go out for beers after the game. We'll get back. We got, I got up at 6 a.m., after like a 1am finish after the game, you know, meant to be there for eight to get an 8.15 flight, delayed two and a half hours, missed the connection, spend the whole day in Paris and Charles de Gaulle. Like there's, there's no fun to be had, but that's it. Wandered through the door here at something like seven o'clock. I'd have been as well just getting the original flight, but there you go. And before we come on to the games, you mentioned the weather, how hot it was. Yep. I saw your pitch side. Good sartorial choices though. White t-shirt, but covered up. Smart. Black jacket. It's not my first rodeo, mate. And that's it. The blokes I was working with were all in blue. And I was like, that is schoolboy. And we were hissing. That's the thing. Like we arrived in the stadium. We did the commentary when we were out of shot as well in shorts and t-shirt. And that's it. Went down to put the clothes on. Honestly, we, we just went through everything. It was absolutely horrible. And again, for the games, we saw how many knock-ons and unforced error. It was so humid, man. 
and the boys were absolutely exhausted, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a minute. Um, but yeah, it was a fairly epic weekend of rugby. While we're on the heat, did the extra week off for the top two play a big part? Because we chatted about it last week and you said, I don't want to bring you down, but you did pick the, the other yeah. two teams to win it. So did that week off pay dividends in the end? But do you know what? It was the manner of the defeats in the barrage in the quarterfinals where they absolutely obliterated their opposition. And then because they were at home, you have the backing from support, you're more at ease, but then you come to a neutral venue, the styles of the games were very different. Like it was kick tennis, it was pragmatism, nobody wanted to give away any field position at all. But that just means in the middle of the pitch, the forwards are just doing shuttles. And so, yes, absolutely. Then when it came to trying to ball carry or boss a gain line, the two sides that had to play the week before were absolutely wrecked. And that ultimately was the key of the game because there was so little played in either 22. There were so few occasions to score. That's it. Whenever they were taking their own offer, the two teams that just took their chances slightly better came out on top and they won the game. But when it got to that physical battle, you could definitely see um, the collisions being lost by Toulouse, which normally... They're very, very good and on the front foot. And the same for Bordeaux, where they absolutely smashed Rassing in, in the barrage. When it came to getting around the corner or working or time to, you know, roll your sleeves up, you could see they looked heavy-legged and they'd come around the corner. It'd be in a, a sort of almost stationary position. They took the ball, no pace coming onto the ball. Then they get dominated on the, on the game line. Cast especially, like the line speed, the defensive effort, and then the contest afterward. Toulouse were just left with either slow ball or turnover ball the entire game. So defensive effort for the boys that were a bit fresher, Quite clearly, you could see the point of difference, the fact that they had that little bit more on their legs, even though it took them a little bit longer to work their way into the game. But yes, certainly, um, the two sides that went straight into the semi-finals had a, had a definite slight advantage. And on that game on Friday night, the Cast to Lose game, did Cast get it tactically spot on as well? Because in mind of the season that Toulouse have had, the extra week of preparation that Cast had, did they deliberately keep the ball in play and try yeah. and work those Toulouse forwards around? Of course. Um, and, and you have to go back to early in the season. Cast had lost 41 points to nil against Toulouse. The exact, uh, putting out their first side and getting absolutely spanked. So we mentioned last week, they finished top of the tree with a points difference of plus 39, but they have a style of rugby. And as do Montpellier, we'll talk about them as well. Very similar. That's why next week is going to be so interesting. Very similar styles of play. Big defensively, fantastic on the ground. They've got guys that can jackal right across the 23 and they play very little rugby in their own 22 or their, their own half. Like the amount of kicking we saw, with, like there were some boys on Twitter chirping in and saying, this is a fantastic game of Ligue 1, really enjoying this. Like there was so <laughs> much kicking that that was what it felt like, but that was it. Nobody wanted to give away an inch in their own half of the field. All the action had to be in the right areas. And then if you get down there as a knock-on, you get a scrum or a chance to attack, capitalize. And that's ultimately what Cast and Montpellier did slightly better. But it was riveting stuff, like really, really fun to watch, especially having not vested interest, but so many mates in the four different sides that were playing. They were incredible tussles and really lucky to have been there. So an amazing weekend rugby. Any of those mates give you a bit of stick considering you picked the opposition in both games? No, no. But <laughs> do you know what? The really nice thing was catching up with staff before. So like spoke to staff on both sides, spoke to the analysts on both sides, and then a bunch of players. They all got there and everybody said the same thing. They were like, this is a coin toss. Like nobody felt ultra confident or super confident going into it. They knew what they were up against. Like I picked to lose, but they knew exactly how cast come to play. And, and the same for the Bordeaux staff. They know they have a big pack, but also you come and match that against Montpellier who played the same way. It's an absolute battle. So there was no arrogance. People were really, really like spoke through a candor before the game. It was really interesting actually to, to chat to different mates, but they were all like, this is a 50-50. We, we know there's going to be loads of kicking. Nobody wants to give away an inch scraps basically and that's what it came down to and, and the different people taking opportunities when when they came around in the second semi-final we chatted a lot last week obviously about Bordeaux were there any signs at all of the issues that we chatted about with, regarding no. Christophe Urias was that all put together to bed and Montpellier I guess it was their defence particularly in that second half wasn't it that stood out the, the only thing that was bizarre was we were down Tunnelside when they arrived and you could have heard a pin drop like not one of the players, not one of the people around the tunnel area, everyone then went out onto the field. Cameron Walkie took himself off and like sat down by himself beside the post. I'm not sure if that's his normal routine, but everybody else was kind of in the middle of the pitch milling around and chatting and he was the only bloke off isolated. But again, that's something that would stand out because of the conversations that have been had. It probably wasn't done intentionally, but it was something I was like, well, that's quite weird. 
then once the game started, no, didn't look disjointed, so to speak. It just looked like they couldn't find a way to break Montpellier. Again, Montpellier defensively were so good, so solid, so strong. But again, it was just that extra lack of yard coming around the corner and trying to bully that gain line and earn a right to go forward. We saw Soutini and Moifana and Jalibert, who'd been you know, on fire the week before, not fire a shot. Like that, that was the, the reality of it. They, they didn't actually get a chance to fire anything because there was no way breaking the game line, which is what happened to Toulouse the day before. So like defensive, massive performances from Montpellier and Cast, kicking game on point. Benji Urdebleta again for Cast, his kicking game, the way he played, the way he manages the game. He's 36, but you would just never know. Um, and that's it. He epitomizes what the Cast team is all about. There's no stars. It's rolling your sleeves up. It's determination. He is a massive competitor as well. I'm not sure if you see it on TV, but you know he would fight you over ping pong or like a game of pool or whatever it is. Like he's just an amazingly brilliant, typical RG. Um, not loads of talent, but just an amazing, amazing attitude, ability to eke things out, a will to do well, and to keep plugging on. Age 36, so I was chuffed for him, chuffed for the entire cast setup, and exactly the same for Montpellier. I thought they played really well. They nullified Bordeaux. And that was it. It was game line, defence, smashing them, giving them slow ball, turning over and just taking simple points when they're off it. Right, we will chat a bit more about the semi-finals and the final and bring our guest in shortly. But it's about time we did our metre moment of the week. So what have you got for us, Johnny? It was the final nail in Toulouse's coffin and cast last try to seal the game. And I just thought the way that it was executed under pressure, given the context, was absolutely incredible. So Benjur de Boletas dropped back in the pocket. Everyone's expecting a drop ball. He's already knocked one over in the game. But then there's a slight call from the side. Julian Dumora, my old teammate, has lifted his head, seen a bit of space in the backfield, and he's called for a chip, which nobody was expecting. Um, Nicosi flies down the wing gathers it, offloads back in and pops it back to Julian Dumour. So just the vision that he showed, the ability to execute under pressure from Benji, Rudo Balletta and the game sealed and a final next week. So that is easily the meter moment of the week. But this weekend's semifinals rugby, the cast tried to seal the game against Toulouse in their semifinal. That was Johnny's meter moment of the week. And meter is the world's number one wireless meat thermometer, recently making over 11 million cooks better with their game-changing app and completely wireless Bluetooth meat probe. You can use it on a barbecue, in the oven, or in a pan, and you can get your hands on one at meter.com. Plus, you can now get 20% off any full-price item. All you have to do is enter the code FRENCHPOD20 at checkout. That's FRENCHPOD20, and you'll get 20% off any full-price item at meter.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Well, Cass saw off to lose to make it through to a fourth top 14 final in the last decade. And we can have a chat now with a man who played in all three of those previous finals over the past 10 years and who is surely the king of cast, Rodrigo Capuortega. How you doing? Very good, Jim. Uh, thank you very much for, for the words you, you talked to me. I don't think I'm, I'm a king, you know. I, I think I'm a... Prince. A, 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 a man like, uh, like you, like uh, Johnny, like everybody. Uh, I was a, I've got a, a, a real privilege to uh, to live uh, to, to realize my my, my dream, uh, live for uh, for rugby, but uh, for me, uh, you're not someone more or less to the other people. For me, in the world we we live today, uh, without people, uh, you do nothing. Humanity think you 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 can't got, you got it when uh, when you're born. You, if, if you don't got it when you're born, you, you, you can't got it. And uh, I love, you know, uh, life, uh, uh, give to the people, uh, be with them. And uh, when they, they arrive to, uh, to make good things, uh, for me, it's the best uh, uh, price I can got. Johnny, so modest. I can see why Cast have been to this fourth in the last decade final. I'm inspired already. Hey, I can't, I can't wait. And again, Cap, it was amazing to, to bump into you at the stadium to see the smile on your face that I hadn't seen for a couple of years because of COVID and everything that's been happening and an amazing moment for the club. But go back to you again. We talked about 
life and giving and, and the gift, again, the gift that we've had of rugby that's led us to cast and the teammates that we made. Your career now after 20 years playing with cast, what is it like now being the other side? How are you finding retirement and finding your place in the world? You still have a role with cast. How is that going generally? You're enjoying it. But for a lot of people, it's been very difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people. So how do you find it personally? For me, it was uh, uh, very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. I, uh, I touched the ground. Uh, but you know, in life, uh, or you win or you learn. For example, in the uh, semifinals, it was difficult to me to, to look the ambience. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, life is like that. Uh, it's like a mountain. You go up, you go down. For me, it was difficult because uh, after 2018, when we was a champion of France, I would like to, to play uh, two or three years more for my, my daughter and my son to when the, my last game is going to arrive. But uh, the COVID uh, permitted me to, to do it. But uh, it was difficult. Uh, after, for me, one, one of the things more difficult is when you, you don't know what you want to do, you know? This year, I, I trained the, the sports of Cosmos. Is the I don't I don't know what, what you say in English. Under twenty three or yeah. Academy. Yeah. And uh, I was very happy. And uh, what we create this year is going to be something we are going to keep uh, all our life. But uh, rugby, you know, uh, is complicated. I, I finished my my diploma of uh, mental coaching, and uh, I start to to look the 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 light now. I love people. And you mentioned Capo, like obviously having played with you and you being my captain at the club, like you leading the club and basically being the ultimate contest competitor and leading the fight every single week. It's difficult no matter when you stop. Obviously, you had your last game, the 1920 season. You mentioned that your, your kids didn't get to see you or be at the stadium to, to see you and give you that send-off that you deserved and get that photo that you wanted and have that moment as a family. Cast around something for you that was fairly special recently. You got a send-off, you, you took the ball onto the field, you got, I was going to say salute, how do you say that in English? You got that massive cheer that you wanted in front of your home support and cast. How much did that mean to you and how emotional was that? It was, uh, was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. Our president of Casper's Perrival is someone I've got a, a lot of respect from him. Uh, for me, it's an example. He's someone he got a, when he said to you something, he did like a, few years ago, uh, with him, you don't need to sign a paper. The club uh, organized my homage, how do you say in English? Yeah. Homage. They paid two, uh, two tickets in airplane, and I I said to my brother, and one of my best friends, is the only of my best, best friends, he never came here. Uh, what I live in uh, 18 years, and uh, he was very happy, and uh, for me, it was a, a, a moment uh, with the with the club, with the supporters, was uh, amazing. Uh, I uh, I cry a lot. You weren't the only one, mate. And a bit like in baseball, when they do the sort of ceremonial first pitch, you did a kickoff, didn't you? Was that your idea? You know, uh, I, I, a lot of people they, they ask me, "Hey, really, you you you're very bad at the ball," and I said, "You know." Uh, I want to do that because there was a lot of rain. So you keep the ball in the, in the ground. And uh, now it's a, it's a joke. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not a, a number 10. I'm not a, a back. I always put my head where ne- anybody put his feet. I don't regret. I'm very happy. And uh, it's something I... I miss a lot, you know, uh, this uh, sensation of your, how do you say, your head when you open or you, after a match, you go out and you, it's, it's something I, I miss a lot. I think, uh, Johnny, uh, when I see you now, uh, I think you, 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 you miss, you miss too that. Yeah? Um, <laughs> so maybe we were different. It's weird. I'm almost, I went and played what, you need to do this to get out of your system as well. I went and played in one, uh, how, how would you say that? Like a, not an old, an old boys tournament. I went to Bermuda, first tackle, 
somebody had a spiral fracture in their ankle. And in the third tackle, somebody dislocated their soldier, their shoulder. And I was like, okay, that's me done. And now I absolutely love, it's weird. I had it, I, I was desperate to keep on playing. And then I was part of that one full contact game where one, two of my best friends who now work got really bad injuries. And I was like, okay, that, I'm, I'm happy now. I'm finished. I can move on. It's really weird. It's really, really weird. But, and that's, I can, McCapo, I can remember the, I can remember one of the first training sessions when Christoph Urios arrived at the club. We were all so desperate to make a big impression and to do well. And I can remember like, for whatever reason, you missed a ball, it hit off your chest and it went forward. And, and like, this is, this is Capleton. Capo that like dropped his knees with rage and filled himself in. Like, remember you, you punched yourself and he opened himself up in the, in that he wanted to do so well, wanted to be so good, wanted to do so well for the club and wanted to impress the coach and make a good impression that you opened yourself up. And again, it's weird. Like the club does strange things to you. You've already mentioned Pierre-Yves Revol, the president, who's a good man, a really good egg, the supporters, the club, the infrastructure that goes into everything. But I wanted to kick it back to you. You know it better than anybody because you've been there for 20 years. I was there for two and a half years and felt extremely lucky. But to you, what does Castro Olympic represent and what makes it so special? You know, Johnny, uh, I came from, uh, from Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay is a country, three millions of uh, people in Uruguay. Uh, one million and a half, uh, they live in the capital, uh, is Montevideo. When I got uh, 16 years old, uh, I said to me, I want to, to play professional rugby. The people, they, 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 they laugh. And uh, my mother said to me, uh, Rodrigo, uh, go to your bedroom to study and make your homeworks. Okay, mom. I sit in front of the computer and I play a game of rugby. My mom, she, she came to my, my bedroom and she told me, Rodrigo, study. You never can uh, going to uh, eat of rugby. And I told you, my mom, I say, mom, you're wrong. I'm going to live a rugby. In life, you have to dream. Life permits you to, to make good things and never let anybody say to you, you're not going to arrive. And how did you arrive? So from having that dream and having those conversations with your mother, how did that youngster from Uruguay get that chance in France? Um, when I was uh, 20 years old, we make a uh, a tour in, in, in Wales, with Uruguay, and, and after the, the tour, I stay uh, one week in, the, in Paris, in the house of Paolo Le, Le Moine, also prop of St. Francis. And when he, he go to Jamon, train, uh, I, I train alone, and uh, there was someone who see me and, uh, uh, and asked Paolo, uh, uh, Paolo uh, this guy, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good player. And uh, this guy, he he was from Mio. Mio was the first my, my first club uh, in uh, in France. Uh, it's a club uh, I I keep uh, a contact with the with the people because they they give me a lot. When we win, uh, when we won the the bouclier uh, in uh, 2013, uh, I I take the bouclier and I take it to Mio. To, to show it to everybody. Uh, and after that, I, I remember uh, Narbonne and Bessier, they was in top 16 and uh, they, they called me. I don't speak too much French, so I say, oh, excuse me, I, I, I don't understand too much. Uh, my angel is, uh, his name is Dad. Uh, and uh, I, I remember uh, one day I, I went to Bessier. I take the, the train, Mio uh, Bessier, and they, they show me Oh, the, the stadium, uh, everything. And uh, after the season is finished, I, I come back to, to Uruguay. And uh, my agent, they called me one day and told me, Rodrigo, you know, uh, you're going to sign in Castro's. And I was very happy because uh, I know that there was uh, some Argentinian players, uh, Mauricio Rallado, uh, Fernandez Loe, there was uh, Julio Garcia. And... Uh, I, I signed a contract, uh, very normal, uh, a professional contract, uh, but to play a lot of, with the sports and train with the, with the first team. I played too much in, in, in sports, and uh, my first match uh, was against Grenoble. I remember uh, when he when he stopped, he announced the the, the squad to, to go to Grenoble, and he he said my name. I was uh, very happy, very proud. 
And I say, okay, I don't think I'm going to play. And uh, we arrive to an hour, uh, we make the, the captain runs, and uh, he runs the team. He started one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Rodrigo Gabo. Never in my life I play number seven. I play <laughs> locker or, or number eight. And uh, when I was younger, just the age of 15 years old, I play uh, back. I play uh, center or fullback. Wow, it was a surprise for me. I was very happy. And uh, we play against Grenoble. I remember I, I make uh, 15 tackles. And uh, after this match, we received a Biarritz. Biarritz, they was the the champions uh, of France. Uh, we play a uh, uh, Romat, uh, a lot of good players. And uh, after three matches of in top in top sixteen, my agent he called me and say, "Really, I have a, a good news and a bad news." Okay, start with the bad news. We are going to to prove your contract, and the good news we are going to make a, a new contract. And I signed for four years. And uh, every time I was very happy, and uh, I could maybe. Uh, go away to, to another team. I remember one year uh, I went to England to visit Leicester, uh, Northampton, Gloucester, and uh, I stay in Castros, you know? I think uh, money is good to have a good life, but uh, 5,000 or 4,000 more to go another another club. You start uh, again from zero. You don't know what was going to happen, you know. And uh, it's for that I, I, I always I always stay here in Casper, and uh, I'm very happy. Johnny, that that story you told about Rodrigo punching himself in the face, I think he'd have fit in quite well at Leicester. They're off a cast, mate. You wouldn't have enjoyed the weather. You're from Uruguay, mate. You wouldn't have enjoyed the weather at Leicester. You'd love the scraps and training, though. You but would have. You, you know, of, of, of the three uh, three teams uh, I, I visited in England, uh, the team uh, that was more interested in me was uh, Northampton. Okay. Well, they, you know, the years you know, Northampton, they, they go to second division. And I say, if Northampton stay in first division, I go. If Northampton stay. And I remember when I when I, when I go to Northampton, uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ben Cohen, the hooker. Uh, what's the name of the hooker? Who was a uh, world champion? Uh, Steve Thompson. Yeah. Uh, they was uh, amazing. With me. It's a big team. Very nice. You know, uh, I've got a very good time. With them, so you came that close to leaving if if they hadn't got relegated. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, I'm happy. I I'm happy to stay in this club, in this town. Uh, you know, uh, I know where I come from. I'm from Uruguay. I'm very proud. But France, they give me all I, I've got now. They give me the opportunity to realize my dream, the opportunity to live on my passion, the opportunity to grow like a man and make my family it's amazing and, and you've given back some incredible memories in turn as well the, the memories that you've given cast as a club as a town it's been incredible and again you mentioned 2013 and obviously having been at the club for so long what were those celebrations like and what were the memories that stick with you that you have from 2013 and 2018 lifting that trophy yeah at first uh, of uh, 2013 when you start the decision, uh, I don't play too much. I was very angry. And after Cabredon, uh, I start playing every match and uh, I felt good. I was happy. And uh, at the end, uh, we, I played the, the final. Uh, I start the final. And for that, uh, here in France, we, we, we got something. Johnny, you, you know it. You know, the, the musician, we, we played at the end of the balls, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's a word I always say. It. It's true. Like, uh, for example, remember when I say the, the journalists, they, they ask me, oh, yeah, you know, match after match, the musician, they paid at the end of the balls. And, uh, you know, uh, in life, you have, a, you have to got humility. My mother and my dad, they always said to me, Rodrigo, with uh, respect and humility, you're going to arrive very far in life. And, uh, I, in 2013, I play. I start. Uh, I play 60 minutes. After his Joe, she came on. And uh, for me, the best, the best was in, in 2018. 
for me, uh, the match I, I make in the final for me was the the, the best match I did in my my whole career. It was uh, very difficult because uh, I went to play with Uruguay. Uh, we qualified, and uh, when I come back, uh, it was complicated because um, I start to play. Uh, I was in the bench because I, I wasn't very good. Because uh, before to go to Uruguay, I take a KO, and uh, the quarterfinals against Toulouse, Christophe uh, he, he put a uh, jacket and Lasalle. I was very angry. I I, I go to to see Christophe. Hey, Christophe, what are you? What are you? What, what are you doing to me? We beat Toulouse, uh, semi-finals, raising uh, in the bench, 20 minutes. Thibault, he, uh, he broke his ankle and um, I go on. And uh, we beat raising. I was very happy because I know the final, I'm going to, to start. But uh, about captain, uh, Wednesday night at 2 o'clock PM, he sent me a message, uh, Rodrigo, can uh, you came? Tomorrow, uh, 8.30 a.m. to speak uh, about uh, leadership. Yeah, okay. I don't sleep. Uh, to, uh, no. Okay, he's going to send me that. And I say, Rodrigo, stop. Uh, you have to to go straight to him and uh, say what do you what do you think. I arrive. Hello, Rodrigo. How are you? Very good. You know, I want to speak about uh, leadership. And I say to Christoph, excuse me, Christoph, to take me, take me off the, the, the captain? No, it's not possible. The captain of this team is me. If the quarterfinals or semifinals I don't play, it's because you take the decision to, to, to not put me on when the match starts. And uh, the team reports to me. And uh, for me, it's a dream to go to, to Paris, win the Bouclier, because we are going to win the Bouclier, like captain, and take again the Bouclier, to Castres and to my family, it's a promise I do uh, when, I, when we lost the final against Toulon in 2014. He told me, okay, okay, you're going to be captain. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That takes some balls, doesn't it, Johnny? Telling Christoph that, you know. Mate, I, my last, I think my last conversation with Christoph, he, th- he threw a bottle at me because I ate too many scrambled eggs. So it just shows the difference levels of <laughs> the personalities. You know, you, you know, Tim, uh, men's with balls, we've got a million. But men who know to carry his balls, we don't have too much. Yeah, and Christoph would respect that. Absolutely. From the highs, Johnny asked you about the final in 2013 and the final in 2018. In between those two wins, Johnny arrives and you have a relegation <laughs> scrap. Cheers, Tim. <laughs> there was a two, two, two championships uh, very different, you know, in the emotional things, you know. It'd be weird to ask you this question, so I might ask Johnny instead. When's the statue being built, Johnny? The question is, who's going to get the statue first? Is it going to be Rodrigo or is it going to be Rory? Who's going to get the statue outside the stadium? And my money's on Capo. Sure. Um, I think so. Just in terms of reflection of personality, of what you've put into the club as well over the years. But surely there's going to be one coming at some point. I don't care about the statue. For me, the, the best statue is uh, the love the supporters and people's castles can give to me and uh, they showed to me uh, these two years. It was very difficult to me. And my dream is uh, my my daughter and my son, and they, they came to castles, uh, they arrive at uh, hotel. At night, they, they go to make a, a aperitif. They, they go to a restaurant. After that, they go to a bar. And they start to speak uh, with the people in French because it's uh, uh, the language they they learn at first, and uh, the people they say, "You are the the the, the daughter and the son of Rodrigo Labo." Yeah, yeah. And the, the people they say to my my son and my daughter, "You know, your father was a uh, someone." And for me, that's something is going to to stay all life. Who cares about a statue, Johnny? When you never have to buy a beer. Origin Drail in cast ever again. <laughs> that's it. And your children don't, and their children don't. That'll be your legacy, mate. No, you, you've left something that's incredible. Again, I said at the start, like the heart that you've poured in, the hard work, the determination, the drive to lead as well through difficult situations as well as the easy situations. So you'll be remembered forever, as will a few others, but not many. 
And that's it. It certainly will be your children and their children easily. You will be lived or living in the memory of the people of cast for a very, very long time with what you've done and given the club. And another man, another man, Rodrigo, who will be remembered very fondly in cast, who's still going. Johnny mentioned Rory, who isn't playing at the moment, is hanging up the boots at the end of the, the season. But a man that you both played with and know very well, Benjamin Erdepajeta, how big a role is he playing at the business end of this season? In 2018, they, they make an amazing match. And uh, Benjamin today, uh, for me, is one of the the best number channels to things uh, because someone very intelligent uh, he he know what he have to do he don't what he don't have to do and uh with uh, jeremy uh, when he jeremy started the games it uh, was good but with santi they speak the same language and uh he helped him Santiago, and uh it's more easy, you know, and uh, for me, Benjamin, he's good in the place he's now, and uh, because for me, he's one of the best number 10 in France. And mate, Friday night, obviously against Montpellier, the side that you beat in 2018, looking at this Montpellier side now, what do you see the big dangers being to cast? The, the, the most dangerous for me is, is a team, they, they play a rugby, very similar, like they don't play too much. They are very strong in defense, and um, so it's going to be a very tough match. But uh, rugby, you don't have a, a a book. You have to play rugby like that. Rugby, you, you play like the ADN of your of your club and the history of your club. That's first. Every time you win the top fourteen. First, we, we got a very, very, very tough pack of forwards. And after we play like a team, you know, individual, you're going to go faster, but together, you're going to arrive far, you know. And uh, that's the philosophy of this club. That is the key, isn't it, Johnny? Cast, we discussed it a couple of weeks ago and we had Tom Staniforth on. They have always been, since you were there, Rodrigo was there greater than the sum of their parts. Exactly. And as we mentioned, I think they've got the 8th, ninth, or 10th budget in the top 14, but there are no stars in the team. That The star is the team. That's it. It's the collective. It's how they operate. It's how they... And that comes back to strange things. It's the family atmosphere. It's the fact that there's maybe less to do in cast. Therefore, you're at somebody's house each weekend for a barbecue. And there's this real club, old school atmosphere that's ingrained in everybody and that makes you fight an extra yard or two for your teammates and for the club and for the town and that's what makes it so special you know Tim uh, uh, Johnny you know that uh, in Casper's uh, we're not uh, everybody uh, friends you, you do things with um, two, three, four guys of the team and after we are uh, teammates you know uh, it's, it's a work but uh, every time we are, when we arrive to, to make new things everyone they go the same way, you know? And so, Capo, I bumped into you after the game and it was elation, it was happiness, and you said straight away, now that we've won that game, we're going to Paris next week and we're going to win. Are you convinced? Are you sure? You reckon it's your year again? You can go to Paris and win on Friday? I think I think we are going to win. I think we are going to be a, again a champion of France. And last question before we let you go, Rodrigo. Yeah. I've got to ask this on behalf of Johnny. When Cast do win this weekend, which bar should he meet you in afterwards? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, after the match, uh, Johnny, I call you or you call me uh, to, to go to some beers together. Uh, I'm going to uh, appreciate a lot because you're someone I've got in my heart because uh, you. Uh, what I love to you is the your humility, your simplicity. And uh, for me, life is like that. Exactly. The feeling's mutual, mate. And I'm looking forward to having that beer with you. St. Johnny, St. Tim, it was a pleasure and honour to me to, to be part of your, your programme. Thank you. And good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thanks, mate. We called him the king of cast, Johnny. Humble, humility, he kept saying. So um, he clearly suited cast down to the ground, didn't he? Salt of the earth. Physically, an absolute beast and like a natural beast as well just a slab of a man 
but yeah, just got on with it. And again, like things you see him doing, like opening himself up in front of like stitches halfway across his face because he was angry, he dropped the ball. Things that I didn't think I would see in pro rugby that were still going on. But he epitomised what the club was about. Just getting on with it. No fuss, no frills. Um, and there's a couple of bits that he picked up on. Like the club goes further when everyone's together. That's one of the strap lines they use. And they, they try really hard to work in the community. But something that is really very applicable to cast, which he said really early on, was that musicians play at the end of the ball. And I loved that. I'd never heard them say that before, but it's true. And cast aren't the most glamorous. They don't have a massive points differential. They don't bury teams, but weirdly, with a small budget, they find a way to get there, get themselves into the playoffs essentially every single season. And nearly every four years recently, they've won the top 14. So they are the musicians that are aiming to play at the end of the ball. And uh, just great to catch up. And again, it was so weird speaking to him in English for the first time on Friday. He said at the start, no, Johnny, come on, we always speak. We didn't. Like, it's amazing when you see a different aspect of somebody's personality when they express themselves in another language, which is where these blokes are so talented as well. So great of him to give us some of his time. Um, He also mentioned a little bit of the battle of only being allowed to have his hands on the youth section at the minute. Like, I think he'll want to take himself further and test himself and be part of the the full setup in cast and I'm sure he'll get the chance before long but um, look an absolute hero and he mentioned not being a king of the town but that's how he's regarded the guy is an absolute legend down in the town of cast um, and quite rightly so everything he put his body through everything he did the physicality the leadership they brought week in week out um, top drawer a really really good bloke as well and whether he gets the statue or not 20 years pretty much <laughs> to be at that club as a player is absolutely insane but very interesting that it was nearly so different if Northampton hadn't gone down. He would have gone to Northampton. Most people well, probably wouldn't and his realize legacy, his legacy wouldn't have been the same. But the amazing thing is that there'll be fewer and fewer men that go on to do this, but to spend 20 years, 20 seasons, without that many injuries, like he, he touched on his calf and like Rodrigo's not a bloke that has big scars from big knee operations and shoulder reconstructions like the rest of us because he's built from something different, but to get through 20 seasons of top 14 rugby in the second row is ridiculous. Oh, he has a, 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 an enormous, an enormous history with the club. And it's really special because that'll happen fewer and fewer. You see guys like Mathieu Babio that are being asked to every season as well, but they choose to stay because there is this family entity that is better than it is elsewhere. The money might be better at different clubs, but the lifestyle, the down-to-earth nature and the town aren't quite what cast is. Um, so great to have him on. Um, and yeah, he's got one hell of a history with the town and with the sport in France. And he would say it, but he was fairly convinced cast are going to win. Me. It, is, it is the Johnny Beatty derby this weekend in the finals. <laughs> so who are you picking? Honestly, it's a coin toss. And, and I, I bumped into Capo afterwards. Um, we just come down the, the stairs. He, I mean, he was so pumped. You see the scene him charging around the stadium, celebrating with the fans, celebrating with the players, the hugs, the tears. But steadfast, when he got to me, he was just like, we're going to win next week. There was not a doubt. And he's like, when you see the feel-good factor around Benji, I bumped into Matthew Babio and those guys as well afterwards, a bit of chat with them, you see the bounce and the belief in the way they play. They feel they can go on and do it and almost comfortably do it, which is weird. But with the way the game has gone, with the way the semifinals were played, with that pragmatism, with the kicking long and on, that's exactly what's going to happen this weekend with Montpellier. Montpellier played the exact same way. So it's not going to be a massive difference in points either way. It's going to be extremely close. The difference of a penalty, a penalty or a drop goal, as we saw at the weekend, or a piece of genius to, to set the, the two teams apart. But two teams that are extremely efficient, play a very direct, attritional brand of rugby, um, and they've both done so all year. They finished top of the tree for a reason, because that's what they do. They punish teams by playing simple, not the most glorious, attractive rugby, but efficient winning rugby. So honestly, the way all the boys said it this weekend, the semifinals, it's the same for me this weekend. Two old sides, I've got mates on both sides playing. It's a coin toss. And the fact that Cast have been there and done it, they've won finals. Montpellier, they've, they've got to a final, but they've never won it. Will that play any role at all or not? Potentially. And again, it's from Montpellier looking to write their own history. So they've been to finals before. They've won the Challenge Cup, but they've never won the top 14. And the top 14 is the holy grail in French rugby. Um, so it's their first time. It's a massive step. There's pressure. They want to send off Guillaume Girado. 
Trojan Tortuago, these guys, they want to give them a trophy before they retire. And this is the moment to do it. Cast have won it recently. The players that are playing on Friday night have won it recently. It's not as a massive turnover in the squad. Matthew Babio, Urdabileta, Loic Jacque, these guys are there. They have the experience and the know-how. But I think they'll understand fully that they're playing against a fired up team from Montpellier that operates at a high level and plays exactly the same way they do. Montpellier, a little bit more pressure on them to achieve something exceptional. I remember when we got to quarterfinals or semifinals of Champions Cup with Montpellier, it was you know stitched into our jerseys. Do something exceptional, like go an extra. And it's that they're looking for that little bit of extra that they haven't found so far in their young history. But again, for them to even up the spoils of the top 14 after battling for relegation last year to winning it this season, after all the investment from Weraltrad and behind the scenes at the club, the guys like... Odrago, Benoit Payog moving on to end the season as well. They'll all want to finish on that high note and leave Montpellier in a better place. So both teams with so much to play for. Um, but no, I, th- I think you're right. I think there's a small element for cast that they have the experience that Montpellier don't. But again, every year you go through this, you go through recruitment, you go through cycles, and every single year it's a different squad, a different makeup. They'll want this to be their year and to walk off on holidays with a Brennus. So I'm not going to let you sit on the fence. So you're going to have to pick. Mate, if I if I pick and then they find out and then they say that I've said they're going to look, I'm not going to get invited to any after things, mate. So why don't you do two versions and then we'll clip it up either way? Mate, it's so tight, honestly. I, I mean, we, we we saw the semis. How tight were they? You, you couldn't pick. And I I I pick, I back both the losers. So honestly, I don't think my opinion counts for anything. But you know, it's the two best sides over the course of the season. So if you can't pick a winner, the fact that you've said they play such similar rugby are we looking at someone either coming up with an absolute moment of brilliance or hopefully not but someone making a, a big mistake at some point and other than that would be very cagey kicking yeah but but ultimately there are, there are loads of different ways to build pressure and pressurize an opposition and again for both sides that was not through multi-phase and attack and bullying an opposition defensive gain line working over the gain line and scoring brilliant tries it was coming up with defensive moments of magic dogging out winning turnovers earning a field position with penalties because there was so little multi-phase. So it's going to be, and again, we saw at the weekend, long kicks or high balls, one knock-on that allows a field position to have a scrum or a line-out in an opposition 22 that you capitalise off. Like Those are the fine margins. There's no bullying your way into opposition half from your own 40. We, we don't see that. We're not going to see that this weekend. It's going to be tense. It's going to be fractious. One big error leading to a starter play, which allows you over a gain line to earn three points. Those are the simple things that allow you to win games of rugby. But that's where when it's destructured so much and there's so much kicking, you see less of it. So it's whoever takes the two or three opportunities that they get that's going to win this game. And that's what we saw in the semifinals. It's not open, flowing, spectacular rugby. This is almost test match rugby. It's roll your sleeves up, dog it out. And again, I can't call it because it is that close. So I'm looking forward to being there as a neutral because I don't have to back anyone, Tim, uh, and just enjoying it, enjoying the Friday night and hopefully enjoying the celebration somewhere in Paris at some point after the game. And a bit of international rugby before we go as well. Essentially, the French barbarian side absolutely hammered England at Twickenham on Sunday, even though they were down to 14 men after Will Skelton was sent off in the first half. The first ever barbarian to get a red card, poor bugger. But what's not to like, mate? England getting pumped by 58 Wickerham. I shouldn't have asked you this. <laughs> well, and again, the British Barbarians, the Babas, essentially being used as the first touring match for the French national side. But what an exercise it was. Again, Fabian Galtier getting Olivon back, getting Tolafua back. Yuan Tanga was amazing as well. But it's the manner of that team together as a B team for France, really. A B slash C team, because there's some youngsters in there absolutely destroying England at Twickenham, which is something you just don't see. But it shows the power of the Blitz defence, again, coming up into an attacking line, getting yourself in between attackers, causing havoc, the interceptions that we've seen that have been synonymous with the French national side, but then some of the actual rugby ball in hand, as slick as you like. And again, no time to prepare. Players coming in from their different clubs, playing against England at Twickenham, which should be daunting, I don't think they will have been on the piss the same way that we all have been when we played for the Babas. I think they'll be slightly more seriously prepped, but they will have had good fun as well. But to see the tradition of the Babas 
the manner with which they threw the ball around, some of the tries, Damian Penno, some of the running he got through, just exceptional, absolutely exceptional. And question marks have been raised over the Babas as well. I've played against the Babas, or I've played for the Babas against England and shipped 50 points. And people have raised questions and there'd be disappointment afterwards. So for the tradition to still be there alive and strong and kicking, um, for essentially to have been a French Babas side as well, was so good to see. But yeah, just again, Yuan Tanga, so impressive. Spring, who I've loved watching for Racing. Um, just so good to see these guys, young guys, get a chance on the biggest stage um, in a scratch match like that and absolutely dominate. And fresh from coaching that team to victory, Fabian Galtier has named his 42-man friend squad to go to Japan. 17 uncapped players in there. Who stands out for you, uncapped or not? It's good to see Olivon back. I think there'll be a f- obviously a few big names rested, as has been announced, but M- Max Springs, I mentioned, he was exceptional against England. I- I've been desperate to see him take the next step up. Tanga as well, he needs more involvement. It's good to see Tolafua back from injury as Olivon, but I've really enjoyed, again, not a gamble, but just highlighting the strength and depth of some of the clubs in Pro Day Do. You know, Bayern, Bayern coming up, Oyonnax, some of the players they've produced. So Matisse Perchot, who I, I watched a lot of his 20s games, the young loosehead who carries like some of the best loosheads in world rugby already. He's only 19, 20 years old. Also got Remy Baget, so a, team, a teammate of mine who, when he first arrived from Toulouse, we called him the spy because we were like, this guy ain't a rugby player. Like he's, <laughs> he's about 55 kgs soaking wet in his jersey. But again, he's just got a knack. Like he's an athlete. He's got a knack for the try line, sniffing things out, and he's absolutely rapid. And nobody will have heard of him outside France. That's the amazing thing. I actually meshed him this morning to congratulate him. So that's it. You've got two boys from Bayonne. You've also got La Clayat, who's the tight head. We had for me moment of the week. They must have watched. Fabian must have been watching this podcast. <laughs> Um, a tight head who can scrummage but can run, can ball handle as well. And Rabier, the winger from Oyanax as well. So the fact that they've they've taken quite a few novices in, in top 14, but they're going into the depths of probably do to give these boys the experience and take them on tour is just excellent. So looking forward to seeing how they get on. It's only two test matches for, for them in Japan. Um, and they'll be based in Tokyo, which will be a, another outstanding experience for these for these guys. But look, they'll be looking to round off the year on a positive note. Japan have not played too much rugby at all over the past two years. Um, so they'll be looking to go down there and, and finish with a real bang. be very interesting to see how they get on. More importantly, first of all, we can't wait for the top 14 final. Thanks, Johnny. A big thanks to Rodrigo Capuartega for joining us as well. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a nice review if you can. Check us out on Rugby Pass and on YouTube. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Au revoir, Johnny. Cheers, Tim. Bye.